Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Happy to have you here today. It's fall. Well, just about fall. Not quite, but another few days before official fall comes. And I have to say, it's my favorite season of the year. I love the crisp air. I love the colors in the garden. So many of the leaves are turning and we have those beautiful yellows and bronzes and reds. And it's also the death that happens in the garden. And I know that might sound just a little bit morbid, but it's not because it's part of the circle of life in the garden. We have all of these plants that produce beautifully and now they need to rest. They need to store up the energy so that they can come back and be spectacular next year. And one of the things that happens in the fall as a gardener is there's a lot of pruning that goes on. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. The need for pruning our people gardens. So let's talk about why do we prune in the plant gardens? Typically, it's to cut away, to remove any dead, you know, or damaged areas. A lot of them are unsightly on the top. They're detracting. But by removing it, it helps the plant focus its energy on what isn't dead, what is alive, and what needs the nutrients. And that way, the plant can remain healthy. And when it comes to people, <laughs> the pruning might be habits that don't serve them or the team. It could be mistakes that need to be forgotten, right? We can, we can beat ourselves up about things that, that we didn't get right and hang on to it, even though we've acknowledged it, we've corrected it. And we're supposedly <laughs> have moved on from it. Because what happens is when we hang on to it, it's inhibiting our growth. And it's not allowing all of the energy to go back into what is good and what is positive and what is actually growing. Another reason for the pruning with a person it may help someone finally accept that they need to move on from a career path that they hoped they could take, but just doesn't fit. 
their strengths. It's not the it's not the right fit. And it's okay to say, you know what? That's not going to serve me. I need to cut it off. The other reason for pruning is to shape the plant. For those of you that are gardeners, you know that there are plants that can get pretty unruly. They can get really leggy. They can start infringing on other people, other plants' territory. And we just need to pull them back so that they actually can present in this glorious way. You're enhancing the effect of the plant. You're not detracting from it, even though you are cutting away some parts. And so one of the big things with pruning is making sure that there is airflow and that there's light reaching all of the areas. And one of the ways that you can accomplish that is by pruning. Tightening up, settling in to a not necessarily conformity, but the unnecessary. I guess it's, boy, you know what? It's, it's a challenge kind of describing this, but the effect of pruning is for the benefit of the plant. And it's the same thing with a person. The things that need to be removed and taken away are for their benefit so that they actually can grow. And, you know, with people, teaching and helping them become their best, best self, that's what the shaping is. Guiding them down passes that enhance their strengths and help them remove the thoughts and ideas and opinions that don't add. There's nothing constructive about them. Getting rid of limiting beliefs, negative thoughts and actions, those are all part of the pruning process when it comes to working with people. Another reason to prune in the garden is it stops the spread of disease. As you can imagine, if you've got plants that are pretty close together, often their leaves or their branches touch each other. So if one happens to get a bug of some kind, it's very easily transmitted to the other plant. So when you keep them pruned, you keep a little bit of separation there. It's less likely that a disease is going to move through the garden and start messing with the whole thing. And let me tell you, that can happen. You know, you've you've got spider mites, you've got well, but snails. My issue is with snails. Snails and slugs. Oh, uh, and once they find some plasman, they just kind of take over and away they go. When it comes to people, the diseases it's gossip. It's bullying. It's the yelling, the out of control uh, style of communication. It's derogatory comments. Detrimental competitiveness. They are all diseases and they all have the potential to spread. And the greater the spread, the harder you have to prune. 
And that means that you are in there and you're not only having to prune that one person and their behaviors and their attitudes and their actions, but you can start seeing where other people have taken on this same type of disease. I'm going to call it disease. And you got to start pruning there as well. It's amazing how quickly this type of thing can spread if it's not handled quickly and effectively. And there's no acceptable time for any of these to occur. So immediate pruning is a must. And yes, I say we're in the fall and that's kind of an annual time in the garden to prune. But I've got my pruning shears with me every time I'm out in the garden. And so you're nipping and you're looking and checking and all the rest of it throughout the whole year. It just happens at the fall, it is a bigger time to do the pruning. When it comes to what you use to prune, in the garden there's multiple kinds of, of shears, but the only thing that is a must is that they're sharp and that they're clean. Because what happens if you don't have your shears clean, some of the disease that you're getting rid of could move over to another plant right in your shears. So you have to make sure that they're clean. And when it comes to sharp, that's when the cut can be the cleanest and the plant itself is able to self-heal easily. Pruning tools for the people, gardener, are your words and your actions. Words are beautiful. They're helpful. They're instructive. You know, when they're used properly. The motivation of a people gardener needs to be rooted in love for each person. A gardener, like myself, I love my plants. I talk to my plants. Yes, I do. I want them to thrive. I want them to be healthy. And so when I'm pruning, I want to get what needs to be got. That sounds like terrible English. I want to take away what is diseased, but I don't want to do any more than that. I don't want to go into what is living and good. I just want to take away the disease. And for a people gardener, it's the same thing. All of your people are not all diseased, right? Everybody has wonderful parts to them. Yes, sometimes we can get a little bit out of control. And yes, we need to be pruned back. But you only want to deal with whatever that disease is. You want to carefully remove the dead and damaged area so that the person feels freedom and increased energy, that they recognize, hey, this has been holding me back. This has been making me sick. This has not felt good. Thank you so much for bringing it forward and helping me to get rid of it. Words help them understand that shaping is a positive thing, and the finished results will not only look and feel good, but will add to the overall people garden. Decisive words and actions remove the disease quickly. In this day and age when so many people are not 
in a building, not in an office. This is a bit more difficult to accomplish remotely, but walking about, it's a great action for a gardener. Disease can be spotted before it runs rampant. So the more interaction, the more time you can spend in and amongst the people that you lead, you're more likely to catch something before it starts running through the whole department. It's a gift. Pruning is a gift. Shaping is a gift from your heart. It's a gift to every person because you're removing limiting areas. You're removing diseased areas. You're removing things that don't serve them. So the upside for them is this lightness, this freedom, this air, right? They can actually breathe again. Pruning is a good thing. And when you do it with love in your heart, kindness in your soul, and an encouraging smile in your face, they will respond themselves with joy in their heart because they know that they're on the right path and they're going to be able to grow. They are going to be able to continue to become what they know that they can be. Your role is to help them trim a little bit here, trim a little bit there, making sure that they have what they need. As I said, this is my favorite time of the year, the fall, and pruning is part of that. And pruning is a way to ensure that a plant and or a person actually can grow to the best of their ability. Get out there and do some pruning. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Well, now, wasn't that informative? Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram at the People Gardener and also on LinkedIn. It's Rhonda Delaney on LinkedIn. If you haven't already downloaded my 25 ways to be interested, the core foundational element of leadership, go to rondadelaney.com forward slash workbook. It's a workbook and a challenge. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll see you again next week.